In today's world, it is confusing and difficult to obtain the necessary things to ascend. I would like to share with you my inner circle and team where we are all consciously ascending. Through health, wellness, nutrition, and financial means, there is no boundary or limit that my team can't achieve. Upgrade your network, upgrade your health, upgrade your finances. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Ascension Show. So glad to have you guys on today. Hope you're having a great day so far. Today, I've got my friend, I've got my business partner, Dylan freaking Ross, on the show. I'm so glad we could make this happen. I'm so glad that we're sitting here, going to have this awesome conversation. We did some pretty awesome breath work before we started recording to get our minds right, because we both have had a long couple of days. So Dylan, give us a short introduction about who you are and where you're from, maybe what you do and something fun about yourself. Um, well, I'm an artist, so I create overpriced <laughs> trash art. That's a brand I started a couple of years ago. I have music. You can check me out on Spotify under Dylan freaking Ross. Um, and I'm an entrepreneur. I got an apparel company called ruthless dreamers that i'm turning into a coaching company um kind of revolving around the name ruthless dreamers so connecting people to their passion and their purpose and uh helping them fulfill their destiny here on earth through uh well-being and holistic health and mindset shifts all of that um i was born and raised in canada i left there when i was about 19 I'm 27 now. I spent the last seven years traveling pretty consistently, spent a lot of time in Hawaii and Alaska, Indonesia, all those places. Um, I've seen all 50 states. And just recently, my girlfriend and I decided, let's find a cool little mountain town, sit still for a while, build some financial growth and get involved with the community. And so here we are in Asheville, North Carolina, which we've been here since March. So what is that, Stephen? Like six months, something like that. Yeah, six, seven months. And uh, we're absolutely loving it. We're, we've made a five-year plan here in Asheville. So we're trying to stick that out. That typically doesn't work for us, long, long-term plans, but we're going to give it a shot. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, Asheville's a good spot. So I'm over in Wilmington, the beach Best beach town on the East Coast, in my opinion. Um, Definitely. Just having uh, a great time. And I think um, I talked to somebody about this on my podcast, just about experiencing the beauty of in the nature in your area. And, uh, you know, there's every every place has got its special spots and <coughs> energy. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I just think it's great that, you know, you found your way to North Carolina and that we could connect through that. Um, so, yeah, man. And well, I wanted to. What's up? Well, I'm really glad you said that because like like I mentioned, we, we've been traveling consistently and we talk about often how unbelievably blessed we are to be in the United States. Um, and like, you know, going from Hawaii to Alaska, you know, like places like Arizona, you got Utah, you got Colorado, and then you got like the whole West Coast, you know? Yeah, we really and, are blessed. Yeah, but there's like, like you mentioned, like every single place has its own energy. And it's like, 
really fascinating to experience it like like to physically be there and understand that it truly does have a unique energy and every place is beautiful in its own way yes exactly man we're we, we are really blessed and and it's great to to uh, realize that a lot of people aren't grateful for like the place they live you know all oh, america this america that and they just have so much negativity for it but you know you could go you could go like couple states over and it's going to be completely different from the place that you are in now uh and a lot of people don't have that luxury so yeah man it's um it's something that i i enjoy and i've done a little bit of traveling not so much not as much as you but i would like to uh get there because traveling has just been the amount that i've done has been really good for me and i think that everyone should travel just a little bit just to experience different things and different foods and different people culture really, yeah yeah it really opens your mind up and yeah man it's, it's well you're you're younger than i am so yeah just you got plenty bit. of time to catch up dude just yeah just a little bit but um you know i plan on like making travel plans for every year because uh, you know, it's just something great to do and to experience and like to step away from the current reality that you're in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get a quick mental break or just switch up the vibrations a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think it's important to mention while we're on the topic, dude, you and I are going to be traveling the world together on Perium's dime. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Dude, I'm calling that in for sure. Like Purium is paying for all of our trips in the future. Yeah, it's it's really it's really beneficial when you have like a passive source of income that is is kind of like coming in at a time when you don't even like realize that you need it, at least in my case. And uh and you know, we have, so like our mentors are using that like as a means to travel, you know what I'm saying? Like and it's a thing that you can do to continue creating and to create, continue building, even if you are traveling. You know what I mean? It's something that you can use because of the location freedom that comes with it. Um, and the more out and about you are, especially in places where like Perium does ship too, like you have a bigger audience in person to, sh to connect with as well. Yeah, and I feel like as counterintuitive as it might feel or seem the more you travel and the more you do cool things like buy a new car or spend a weekend at an airbnb or go to rome you know the more that you do that the more that contributes to your business because people see that and they want to get involved and they want to know what you're doing and how you're doing it you know so i think like the more money you spend the more you make in that sense yeah i i agree uh you like really shouldn't be so um stingy with your money like oh it's too expensive or blah 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 <laughs> like uh like if there's a product like that's going to be beneficial for your health or for if you're trying to kind of think about doing a business and you don't want to commit like that much money into it it's just expensive, you know, you shouldn't be so stingy about that because that's kind of the energy that you're putting out. But if you're like, you know, buying the organic food, you're buying like, you know, I bought like a red light therapy panel and like you're buying stuff to support your business. Like I have no fucking regrets whatsoever about Never. buying stuff that's going to be beneficial to me because I'm like, okay, so I'm supporting my health. I'm supporting my business. I'm supporting myself. Like I'm investing into myself 
right? I'm not I'm not going to the bars and spending money on alcohol. I'm not going to vape shops and buying like a bunch of vapes. I'm not buying it on mindless stuff. I'm not spending my money on video games. I'm always thinking about ways where I can reinvest the money into myself. And it's, I just, I don't regret it. And I don't have, I don't apologize to myself for it or have bad feelings about it. I always tell people, don't ask me for money because I already spent it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, man, is I'm spending in a, I spend so much money on my education, you know, like whether that's just online courses or trying new products or even traveling is like, I've learned more from traveling than I have through my several years of schooling, you know, like so much yeah. more. It's like, I, it's crazy to even think about that. <clears throat> you could argue that it costs more, but I don't even know if it would, you know? I had this exact same conversation with somebody. I don't remember with who, but um, it was the same thing. Like I learned so much more traveling than I did in all my previous years. Like my friend had, oh yeah, my friend had spent three months abroad traveling Europe and he's like, yeah, I just learned so much more. Like that's where I had the most growth and the most expansive, like growing of my mind and, and stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's the thing when you're traveling though, you're just in a different headspace. So you're like emitting that energy and well, you know, everything's new. You're literally in a new place, trying new foods amongst different cultures, different people with different belief systems. Everything is new. So in a sense, you're like a little kid again. You're just accumulating yeah. endless amounts of newness, you know? And yeah, there's nothing negative about that. No, dude. And like, I've seen some horrible shit on my travels that truthfully scared the hell out of me. But, you know, I wouldn't take any of it back because it was like, I loved it. I loved understanding that it kind of gave me a new appreciation for my, for being in America and living the life I live, you know? Yeah. Because when you are abroad and you go to some other places, they don't have it as good as you do, even if you think your situation isn't good for where the country that you live in. Um, like I was in Argentina this past summer and, um, it, you know, it's a great travel location. It's a beautiful country. There's beautiful people, but it's just been a country that's been like riddled with economic uh economic disasters and mm -hmm. political disasters and stuff. And right now one in four people live below the poverty line and the, their peso has completely crashed. It's, it's oblivious um, how much the inflation has affected the people. And that could be, you know, that could be us, but it's not. And so, you know, when you're there, you know, you're getting, you're taking the benefits from it, but if you're living there, you're kind of like, you know, you're going to have to experience and feel the inflation and the instability. And that's not just Argentina. That's all across, you know, some countries across the world. Yeah. I mean, so many, especially in like Southeast Asia and places like that. Yeah. I, I definitely come from more of a Latin America perspective because of my travels and because of my roots. But I know you spent some time in Asia where also that's apparent as well. Mm -hmm. Um but they, yeah, it just goes to show like, you know, living in the United States has a lot of benefits and there's lots of freedom. Like you, you have, if you have access to the internet, 
and you have access like you know you have a couple bucks like you you're already way far ahead further ahead than than most people in the whole world so well you talked about like um you talked about like how easy it is for people to look at around and see negativity you know here in america and bitch about this and politics and money and quality of food and all this stuff and it's like that's all very real and that's all there but like we're in america and like Mm -hmm. i say this jokingly even though it's true but i understand the I understand the feelings that come with it. So I just want to make it clear that it's mostly a joke when I say it to the audience, but I always throw it out there. Like I'm a straight white man in America. You know what I'm saying? Like I won the fucking lottery (laughs) (laughs) and like, that is like, I understand how that comes across, but that's truthfully like, you know, I could have been Filipino and I'd be saying the same thing. Like I'm a young Filipino man in America, dude. I, I won the lottery, you know, it's, it's mostly just the fact that I'm white has negative connotations to it. You know what I mean? Here in yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the truth is, is like, if you can say that you truthfully did win the lottery and there is nothing you cannot be, do, have, or create here in this country. And that's why I refuse to look at all these negative things like, like, uh, a reason or an excuse why I can't build the life I want, you know? And I feel like that's most people do do that. Well, if the economy wasn't in the shitter, you know, or if like I could afford healthy food or, you know, I'm thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt because of school, you know, all these things, people come up with excuses, but it's like, man, you're in America. You can literally be, do, have, and create whatever you want. And that is God's honest truth, you know? And that's yeah. kind of the 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 idea that I built my company off of, Ruthless Dreamers, you know, is like I want to empower people in that way and just be like, I don't care what your story is or where you come from or what you've been through. It's like I want to help you understand that you're infinitely powerful and you can literally build any life you desire, even if you're not in America. I mean, yeah. God, God is very real, you know. You spend enough time in prayer and meditation, the answers will come and you can take massive action and build an extravagant life, you know? Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I just think, so. like, I think from, from a young age, we're told it's okay to have excuses for things and we're told it's okay that, like, for you, it's okay that you don't get to do what you want to do because- I hate that. Other stuff. And like partly because of participation trophies. And then like, I think a lot of mainstream media will like really depicts like victim mentalities and stuff, which programs people to think that way. Like yeah. if you think about it, I thought about this the other day, like, so there's a movie series called the diary of the wimpy kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all about yeah. this kid who's a fucking loser and he just like sucks. And <laughs> he's like that's what that's what the story's about it's about this loser who can't talk to girls and he's a nerd and he gets beat up on like and then they make a movie out of that and like show all the kids and then the kids are like watching it and like even if they're not taking that to heart that's still subliminally programming them to like act in that way um well I, it, I was pissed off because i was like well i was i like to read those books when i was little 
Well, it's uh, it's called predictive programming, and it's done intentionally. The saying goes, if you control the media, you control the mind. And I, you know, I believe that fully. Look at all the projections and the fear and the divisive concepts they're putting out there because, you know, it's, it supports their agenda. But with as far as the predicting programming, I mean, you look at all the movies coming out, uh, the dystopian worlds and the, uh, you know, just all that kind of stuff. It's like all it really does is put fear in the atmosphere, right? Yes. And they, they do it. It's called predictive programming. So the concept is like, if you put it into the human mind before it's a reality, they've already witnessed it. Therefore, when it comes to physical reality, they're more likely to roll over and piss on themselves than stand up <laughs> and fight, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Because they're, they're desensitized to it through media. Right. So it's like, Oh, we all seen this coming. It was on the news two years ago. We already knew it. They don't even realize that by just saying that they're allowing it to happen. Yeah. And, and, and that comes with like people just being docile in general because of comfort in society as well. Uh, like if you, our lives were built for comfort, comfy chairs, comfy furniture, comfy beds, comfy shoes, comfy clothes, comfy jobs, comfy this, comfy that, right? And so people just get stuck in comfort. But if you're in comfort, you're not growing, right? You need no. to be putting yourself through the ringer and the fires and and putting yourself into challenges and stuff, right? I have a quote on my board that says, diamonds form under pressure. And, oh, here's another one. You can be anyone you want to be. Start to build the new version of you in the external, and it will reflect in reality. So I think those two quotes are harmonious with what we just spoke about. Um, yeah. Alexander the Great used to write up in his journals and like monologues and stuff about how he was sad that he could only conquer part of the world. Like he had, he was like 20 years old, like conquering the world, but he's like, Oh, there are more lands to conquer. And it, that's, that's the kind of challenge that he was facing. That's what he was feeling while people like men nowadays are sad because their fucking vape died and they can't go to, <laughs> to get their, their soy stick. Right. Oh my God, dude. That's, that's the reality we live in. I, I call them estrogen pens. Estrogen pens. Uh, there's a, there's a tweet from Solbron. He was like, how are you as a man going to suck on an elfy wealthy like Barry Blast 3000 bar. And I was like, yeah, that is so true. Well, not only like to suck on it, dude, but to like be incredibly dependent on it. Like, like here's something I always notice because, you know, vapes are everywhere. I don't, you know, vape, but I see it almost every time I leave the house. And it's funny, even amongst certain friend groups I have watch, it's like, you're, someone will be like, hey, man, can I hit your vape? And the you'll notice this. If you haven't noticed it already, you'll see it. The first thing you do is clench it. And then they go, yeah, sure. And then they take one big, long, dirty haul. They go. <laughs> like a full inhale. Yeah. And then they sheepishly hand it over. And then they just watch and wait until they can get it back, you know? Yeah, like, oh and it's God, like, I can't believe he's sucking on my binky. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hysterical that that like that sounds extreme, but that's not even that's completely realistic. Exactly what happens, you know? Um, yeah. But 
you know, I just, I noticed that cause I did used to vape like years ago. So like, I'm not, the, the thing is, is I seen that within myself, I would ask my friends for their vape and I, and I, I didn't feel good about asking in the first place, but then right. watching them have this dis, disdain for having to let their vape go for literally 15 seconds. I was like, Oh, if I keep doing this, I'm going to turn out like that. So I, <laughs> I just quit. I just stopped cold Turkey. I was like, fuck that. I'm not that guy, you know? Yeah, exactly, dude. Um, And I, I was there, I've been there before where you're like, Hey bro, can I hit that? And you just see mm -hmm. that like face change. And like, oh, I like, it just makes it excruciating to ask because like, like oh you're taking that away from them and then that person's thinking like oh my god that's like three or four hits that i could have had <laughs> like come on like so yeah it's it's really funny to think about that stuff but um honestly like when i when you quit like you notice like you notice those those things um when you're not doing it and you like realize there's lots of freedom in quitting um because you can say no to it and you're like, nah, bro, I'm good. And then they don't like you. No one offers you anymore. Um, well, and it becomes an admirable trait that you have, right. and people look up to that. They're like, whoa, he's he's mentally strong. Yeah, they notice it, and that fuels your fire. And what comes with that, dude, is more things to conquer. Like, oh, I quit vaping. Now let me quit eating little Debbie cakes, you know, or whatever it is for you, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny too because if someone is like, "Oh, you want we're gonna drink, bro," like you're gonna jam, like, "No, nah, bro, I'm I'm good." They're like, "Oh, shoot, like, come on, bro," and they get this like like thing going. It's like, but you know, if you stay strong in it, like one time I had a classmate, we were talking outside outside of class one time. He's like, "So you drink, bro?" And I was like, "Nah, not really, man." He was like, "Bro, you don't drink?" Bro. I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I don't like not really," you know, and like you just see like. You know, almost like he was projecting that he wasn't like completely satisfied in himself that like he was like, I don't know how much you're drinking, but yeah. That's sad, dude. I mean, yeah. I quit drinking because I was tired of hurting people I loved. You know, I pretty much blacked out for like five years of my life and uh, just was like, okay, you know, like the girl I was with at the time, she had left me. I literally moved away from my little brothers, the people I love more than anybody in the whole world. I moved literally on the other side of the world from them because I, I seen how much they looked up to me and I knew I was sick. I didn't want them to, they were already starting to talk like me and take on my habits. You know, I was like, I got to get out of here. And that was painful, but I did. I left and cleaned myself up. And, um, you know, what's crazy too, man, is like, I'll, I'll never forget those times where I I moved away to quit, but that didn't happen overnight, dude. I was still doing blow and ecstasy and drinking like a fish. You know, when I left Canada and moved to Hawaii, all me and all my friends were all doing that. And I'll I'll never forget when I finally got a grip and I was like, I love my friends. I don't want to stop hanging out with them, but I'm certainly not going to partake in these shenanigans anymore. And yeah. I was in I was at an all white boat party out of the. Uh, Pearl Harbor out there on Oahu all white boat party dude it was epic and my friend Brian threw me a bag of cocaine and I literally caught it and threw it back to him with a smile on my face and I just said now nah, I'm good bro and that was the first time I had ever done that and I seen the look on his face like sheer joy he was like oh my god like Dylan's got it you know like he was just so thrilled that I 
had developed that strength that came out of nowhere. And then like from there, it was like, hey, we're all going party and we're going to do this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool, I'll be the sober driver. And they're like, what? You know, and I would go out with my friends like this was back when I was still going out. I don't really even go out anymore at all, maybe for a game of pool or something. But um, when I would go out and be sober all night and they'd be getting sloshed and I'd get everyone home safely and they'd call me in the morning like, dude, that is like super admirable that you have that kind of self-control. Like all your friends are getting wasted, you know, and you can just be there. And I'll, I'll be honest, dude, it was easy. Like it, once I made the decision, it, t- it wasn't hard for me at all. And that it's coming from someone who drank a lot every single day, you know, it just was a decision I made, but I'm not saying that as like an arrogant thing or to brag. I'm saying that because if the audience is struggling, I want them to know, like it really comes down to making the decision and committing to it. And then the feelings that come with that are just so much more rewarding than getting high or drunk throughout the night. And I just want people to understand that I'm not bragging. That's not what this is. I want people to know, like, it truly feels good, you know? Yeah. It's a really, really uh, fair trade-off, you know? It is a fair trade-off. And then, and you have, like, it's, it's fun. You can still have fun, you know, even if you're going to be with your friends, but um like i did i do notice though it, it's it's a lot a lot of um like outside of drinking and like partying and stuff it's a lot a lot of like where you want to be is dependent on like who you're surrounding yourself with mm-hmm. and um so even if you're like hanging out with those friends you'll still uh like be getting that energy from them and dude it's it's a been a big eye opener for me to understand this Well, that's another important thing I want to share with the audience is because when I went through that, you know, that was fun for a very short period of time. Like, oh, I'm sober hanging out with my fucked up friends. And then I came to the realization. I was like, oh, my God. I'm still doing the same things. I'm just not drinking. And I had to make a conscious decision like, okay, so the story, the short version of the story kind of goes like this. I was living near downtown Waikiki on Oahu. And that was what was going on, everything I just expressed. And I decided I'm going to move to the opposite side of the island. I'm going to get a new job, a new house, and a new friend group. Not because I had any hard feelings about my current friends, but just because I wanted better for me. And uh, the what I'm trying to get at is like I, there was a very long, or it felt long. I guess in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't very long at all. But it, it felt very long. It was a lonely period of like, I just don't relate with my friends anymore. It's not worth my time to drive to the other side of the island and hang out. And it's like, we just are on different paths. And that's simply put. And uh, it got real lonely. And then we start when I when I started traveling a lot, I was never in a place long enough to make friends or community, you know. So like, for the first time since my sobriety, we're here in Asheville, I'm finally connecting with a community of like, I wouldn't say completely like-minded people, but at least healthy enough. Like I'm, I'm mostly hanging out with musicians out here, you know? Right. So we're all just playing music, you know? But, and, uh, but you're still able to connect on a higher vibrational level. 
well, we're not doing drugs, you know, we're not exactly. Drinking. I mean, we play music at kava bars, so I don't know. I, I'm not super familiar with kava, but I play music at the kava bars, and that's just like some sort of root drink, and it tastes bad, and people get a small buzz off it, but it's nothing like alcohol, right? And uh, so the truth is, is a lot of the times we're drinking that, but for me, I go and have one drink. I'm just there for the music, you know. There you go, man. That's that's the way to do it, and that way, like. Like to bring it back to what you said before, like people are going to see that and people are going to take note of that and they're going to start thinking about that. Like, oh, wait, Dylan's not drinking, but he's still having a good time. Like, oh, Dylan just had one one drink and he's like totally cool. Right. And people are going to look up to that. And like you're taking you're like leading the people that are there. You're not, you know, being a follower in any way. You're being the leader. And I think yeah. that's really important. And um it's a high it's a conscious state of mind i had this conversation with somebody before too on his travels where he he doesn't drink but he would be hanging out with people like at hostels and stuff and people who are traveling want to have fun so it was hard for him to hang out with people because they just want to have fun but you know he wasn't really about that so it was hard for him to like make friends and to hang out with people um but, you know, it's just part of life. And, you know, if you're exerting these these traits, you know, I, I don't want to drink. I, I want to be in my sober state. Well, that's cool because you'll end up meeting people that are thinking the same way as you and are living the same lifestyle. It's all about like what you're putting out and like the energy. It's it's all energy. And if you can see it that way, like you're going to find that. And Well, the the cliche goes like your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, so if that's you, a good cliche. Yeah, I mean, if you just stand true to what you're doing and who you are, you're putting that energy out there and what you put out comes back to you. You know, it's just the laws of the universe. So you will be literally attracting a tribe of like-minded people just by standing where you know you need to stand, you know? Exactly, exactly. And and I think that's already come to fruition for me. I could probably say the same for you. Just coming in contact with with you through perspective and then like through the other network online groups that I'm in and the people that I've met through social media and stuff. And then the people that you come across in your like day-to-day -day life, even if it's not like a friend, it's just someone that you see it like a farmer's market and you start talking about the CIA and you're like, okay, well, that was cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Dude, if you're at the mar if you're at the farmer's market talking about the CIA, like that's how, you know, you know yeah. that's how you know you've made new friends right there <laughs> yeah exactly it's just yeah and and it happens it happens a lot and you're like okay so this is this is what's happening right and like um you know you if you think about wanting to meet new people in your like in-person life who are more high high value high high vibration you know conscious and stuff and you just kind of put yourself in the right places and thinking the right thoughts like you're gonna find it like these people are out there too and they're they're thinking the same things you know what i mean like you know, you're gonna come across those types of people so like what i've done to put myself in that that kind of situation is like spend more time at farmer's market food co-op like healthy grocery stores spend more time at the yoga studio spend more time at the beach because you're gonna find people that are just in tune with nature and mm -hmm. spend more time in places like you know coffee shops because people are out there working on themselves and on their business and stuff and you'll come across quite cool people and 
even if they're not like your niche of who you would call a friend, you're still going to find those types of people that you can connect with either way. Yeah, it's all connection. It's all networking. It's all good. I mean, a, a bad interaction is equally as valuable as a good one, you know, just in a very different way. Yeah. But um, I, I my latest thing pertaining to that is like, I mean, I'm very busy, so I kind of have to say no to a lot of things. Right. But saying yes to more. Because I get invited out all the time to so many different yeah. things. And it's like, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I got this going on. Sorry, I got it. I'm doing this tonight or whatever. Like I said no to like, I don't know, four people today. I was like, no, I got this podcast I'm doing. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So it's like just, but what I'm getting at is I want to start saying yes to more and making time to say yes for more. So I'm not screwing myself over by saying yes, but for the exact reason of getting out and meeting new people and networking and connecting and literally putting your vibe out there so your tribe can come to you and um uh yeah i just i'm trying to build a life where that's possible you know i mean you know i'm busy dude but it's uh i look forward to that you know i'm like actively making changes to have more time to just be out there just hang out without waiting to come home and work on this or you know whatever it is yeah i mean okay so i'll give you an example so usually i say no to going like out to some stuff or like i just don't want to but i saw this thing for like a techno house music show being held at this restaurant and i was like okay you know what i love i love techno and house music and i love like you know the the spot the location so i'm gonna go even though it was like way past my bedtime, <laughs> I decided to go. And and the the one of the guys that was DJing, I ended up knowing, and he was super cool with me. I got to stand right up front, and I met all these cool people that um, like I wouldn't have met otherwise. And so I got lots of cool connections. I met another DJ that invited me to like go to one of his sets at the beach, and I met like dudes that I would call my friends and um some some somebody who was interested in the Perium stuff that um you know it didn't work out but that was on him so yeah <laughs> well dude it never works out until it works out I mean I'm dealing with people like that all the time you you allow them in to see what you're doing and and it sounds great because it is great mm-hmm. but people generally speaking have a hard time making the jump i feel i think fear of the unknown is uh it's kind of like a syndrome people have you know but um i developed a a mindset to mitigate that can i share it with you yeah dude share i call it the two-step process um have you heard me say that before um maybe you did I don't know. I've been saying it for years, but I'll tell you how I how I'll tell you how I came up with it and uh and how I use it. So okay. the two-step process. So um when I was I don't know, I was probably like your age, maybe 21, 22, and I was out there on the island and me and my friends we decided we're going to learn how to do backflips into off these cliffs into the oceans and my friends were just so good at it they were so like graceful they could do gainers and all this stuff and i was just you know truthfully not as athletic or physically capable i guess you could say um or at least i had a mental blockage so 
that was right there was like my opportunity to overcome some math massive blockages within myself and so we're down there behind this museum there's like this the museum's like on the ocean it's on like a rock cliff and there's like a staircase that goes down into the water it's pretty cool spot it's called cromwell's on oahu if anyone's out there gonna check it out um and uh so my friend jokum one of the one of my favorite people on the planet we're down there practicing backflips and he's nailing them every time and i'm just doing back flops and you know flopping around like a fish not doing great and he goes bro it's a two-step process he goes send it and i was like oh my god that's hilarious you know and so actually the truth is is he came up with it and i just owned it i was just like that's exactly it so when he said that to me I just got up on the ledge and I was like, okay, it's literally a two-step process. You just got to do it. And I had like in my brain, like mental preparations of like, okay, you got to jump straight back, tuck the knees, roll and, you know, like land in the water, whatever it is. And, but I couldn't, there was a mental blockage. I literally could not get my body to do it, even though I knew what I was trying to do. And he said that to me and it's kind of just like, it made everything so simple. It was like, just do it. You know, like Nike's just do it. So I'm like yeah. two two step process. Send it, and um, I did it. I did my first backflip right then and there, and like nailed it. Like I don't want to say it was graceful because I didn't see it, but it felt pretty damn good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that was the beginning of the two step process. I mean, I say it all the time, so you're gonna hear it from me as we build this relationship, but. Um, that's the exact mentality, dude. When I went to Indonesia, I went there to teach English and they weren't paying me to do that, dude. That was on my dime. And guess what? The truth is I couldn't afford it. And anyone I brought it up to, they're like, bro, that's not a smart decision financially. You know, it's just not. And maybe financially they were right. But as far as living a life and having grand experiences and, you know, and submersing yourself in different cultures, it was a great s situation. So that I literally was like, it's a two-step process. I'm going to buy the ticket and I'm going to deal with the consequences. And that yeah. same mentality, you know, brought me to Alaska to do my, I did a downhill mountain biking summer there. I spent the whole summer in Girdwood, Alaska, downhill mountain biking. And uh, it's a two-step process, bro. Just send it. It's like the money money comes and money goes that's what money does but like you know life just goes you know right like so and everything works out in the end anyways you shouldn't worry about money right well let's say i made a bad mistake and i took a ten thousand dollar trip that i couldn't afford and it's all on credit and it's accumulating you know it's like i didn't die you know like i'm not i'm not dead and I just had $10,000 worth of epic experiences and I'll just come home and work my ass off and pay it off, which is exactly what I did, you know? And it um, worked out. Dude, it worked out great. I've like have no regrets. In fact, I'm like prepping to do that again. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you about that nice. another time, but we're doing, me and my girlfriend have some pretty cool plans. Um, we're, we're about to two-step process it, you know? Nice, dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm about to two-step process my own trip this summer. So, Where are you going? Um, Mexico, 
Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to send it. Um, yes. Excited. Um, so I can tell you about that another time too. But um, so as we wrap up here, I'm actually really excited to hear your answer on this again because I asked it on the uh, the group podcast. But I want you to think of something that's on your mind right now. So again, I want you to share a message with the whole world. And I want it to come from what's on your mind right now. I know I got it from you last week, but I want to hear it, it again or something different. I don't even remember what I said last week. Okay, but I'll just, fucking perfect. <laughs> I'll just let you uh, I'll let you have it, dude. Because like my whole thing is you literally have one life. Like you got one human existence. Like you woke up today and you're embodying a human. You can do whatever you want. There are no rules. I don't care what you've been told. I don't care who told you it. I'm telling you, there are no rules. You can be, do, have, create anything that you want in this life. You just have to have big enough balls to do it. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, no, if I post this on social media, what's Aunt Mary going to think? Or, you know, what are the neighbors going to say when I'm doing yoga in the backyard, taking care of myself? Or like, you know, we have all these fears. And I'm literally saying, you got one life and on your deathbed, are you going to look back and be like, well, I worked at a bank for 50 or 60 years and you know, I have no regrets. I'm, I'm still broke and uh, I've actually accumulated more debt. So, but I'm dying soon. And that was great. Or you can be like, I had one life and I fucking sent it. I built businesses. I built deep connections. I traveled the world. I went cliff diving. I did, I dove with sharks. I jumped out of airplanes. I raced fast cars. I jumped dirt bikes, whatever it is that you're into. I don't care if you're into knitting socks, knit the best fucking socks you can possibly knit. All right. Because that's your thing and you got to send it, you know, just fucking do it. So my message, if you want to close that with that, is you got one life. Apply the two-step process to that one life. Let's go. Dude, that's awesome, man. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having this awesome conversation with me. I'm, this is going to be one of many uh, podcasts. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's good. It's good stuff. Um yeah, that's that's great, man. Thanks well, so much for coming on. Dude, thanks for being you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for um working with me in business. Uh I absolutely love what we're creating together. And you know, if anyone who's listening wants to follow me on Instagram, it's Dylan Freaking Ross. Steven, can you put that in the show notes for me? Yeah, I always uh, do. My company is ruthlessdreamers.com. That's I just started that May 2023, and now we're in October. So it's brand new. I'm building a lot of things behind the scenes. A lot's going to come out soon. So keep following me on Instagram. All the details will be there. And uh, my music is on Spotify. So watch, check that out as well. And uh, that's a shameless plug for me. (laughs) All right, Dylan, thanks so much for coming on and plugging your stuff. I'm really having an awesome time following you and um, being you know a part of your business life your personal life and looking forward to seeing what the future holds for the both of us because um, I just have so much to share and I know you do too so 
yeah listeners if you guys got this far thanks so much for tuning in and hope you have a great rest of your day peace everybody Thank mm-hmm. you.